3: As capital cities all around the country cope with another COVID crisis, what's happening in the AFL? We'll hear from Travis Old in just a moment. We'll go to Queensland and to the West as well to get the latest as the Queensland and West Australian teams flee their cities and come to Victoria. Uh, very good evening to you. Welcome to Time On. Your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. And there is plenty going on, uh, especially in football at the moment. So a lot to work our way through. Michael Whiting from afl.com.au, he's based in Queensland, is going to join us in just a moment. The news breaking earlier on today that Brisbane, the Gold Coast, the West Coast and Fremantle all were told to get out of Dodge get on a plane and get to Victoria. There has been problems even uh, getting that all sorted, especially from the Lions and the Suns. Dramas with them getting on a plane and getting out So Michael Whiting will give us the latest from the Sunshine State. And then Ryan Daniels from uh, 7 News over there will update us after 6.30 about uh, how it all unfolded today in the West and what it means moving forward. Uh, Earlier on, about uh, an hour ago, uh, Travis Ald from the AFL spoke and gave an update on uh, the teams that have come over and the games in which they're scheduled to play and the updates on where those games would take place.
4: Just a quick update. Um, The two Queensland teams are due to land in Melbourne uh, shortly uh, and the two Western Australian teams are boarding a flight as we speak and so we'll have those four teams in Melbourne Um, by tonight. Um, That's in the response to the emerging situation in in Queensland and WA. Uh, We have some decisions to make in relation to Round 16, namely where the Gold Coast uh, Richmond game is played and where the uh, Fremantle game is played. Um, We have locked away one of those. Uh, The um, Gold Coast Richmond game will be played at Marble Stadium uh, Thursday night, uh, 720
3: So that's Travis Old from the AFL speaking today, uh, and that was just about quarter past five. So that's the latest. So the Tigers and the Suns, it was scheduled to be played at Metricon Stadium, now will be played at Marvel Stadium on Thursday night. So with parts of southeast Queensland in lockdown, obviously parts of Sydney in lockdown, parts of uh, Western Australia and Perth in lockdown and parts of the NT in lockdown as well. The AFL, uh, it's a, a, a carousel uh, next to a spinning wheel and trying to get those to align at the moment. They're doing an incredible job in just keeping the season going and, and keeping games live and, and finding... New and inventive ways to, to reschedule. Uh, so that was Travis Old only moments ago. So Gold Coast and Richmond will be this Thursday night. You'll hear that uh, as part of AFL Nation on SEN, the Fremantle-Carlton game. So Simon Garlick from the Dockers sent out an email to fans earlier today saying unfortunately that game is not going to be played in the West uh, and that won't be a home game that they'll be able to enjoy. Whether or not they were going to get crowds anyway remained to be seen, but Travis Old gave us the latest update on what's happening with Freo and Carlton.
4: Um, We've got some options for the Fremantle-Carlton game. We think there might be an opportunity to take that game uh, to Tasmania. Um, If that's the case, that'll probably be Saturday afternoon. If it's not in Tasmania, that game will be uh, most likely at GMHBA, uh, probably on Saturday night. So you can see there's one one game we're still working through, but um, we're in a good position. Um, We've got a team who have worked through uh, this situation, situations like this, um, uh, for much of uh, this year, uh, and we feel like we're in a good place to get uh, Round 16 away.
3: Uh, The AFL's Travis Auld, so when does he want to know and when will we have those decisions made and firmly locked in? Yeah, as soon as we can. uh, I'd certainly like to
4: have um, the full round locked away tomorrow, and I, I think that's definitely possible. It just spent that a lot of time, and so uh, there's been a lot of decisions had to be had to be made. Um, and when you go through these decisions of changing games, there's a lot of stakeholders involved. So not just the clubs and the players, but there's broadcasters and venues, and and in in that case, whether it's here Victorian government or Tasmanian government, and so it's just a matter of getting through each of those decisions.
3: So, plenty to work through, uh, as Travis Old's explaining. I did have a chuckle when I heard the question, what's the hold-up? It's it's not like it's a pizza order that's just been in the oven a little bit too long. There are so many machinations and ramifications and so many moving parts to this, and I'm sure there was no disrespect intended, but it was, it did sound slightly flippant. (laughs) what's the hold up uh eddie mcguire spoke to dwayne russell and michael whiting standing by gonna to get to him in just a moment But eddie Maguire, who was on the task force last year in the covid committee i suppose you'd call it uh and the the uh the group that was put together to make sure that the season uh, continued on and uh he spoke to dwayne russell today sen.com.au to hear the full chat but spoke about the idea of hubs footy frenzies and and how we can get through the next tricky period well, you know, I think we had this conversation. I was very strong early in the year. I wanted to get the season away a month early and get as
5: many banked. I think the AFL will probably have to have a good look. If we get everybody in, into sort of a semi-hub or a hub, I think we have to get the uh, the games away where teams haven't played each other. So get the everyone's played everybody at least once as soon as possible. And then after that, you can cut your cloth according to what's going on Well no one can read the two leaves on these things. But let's get everybody playing everybody once. And then, so that's the 17, and I think I think there's probably about three or four uh, rounds of footy where they haven't played each other. But if we can get that knocked over quickly, then we can do what we want to. We can have 22 rounds. You can push it out even further if you wanted to. But, uh, you know, and, and if that means we have to have the, the footy frenzy, the festival of football, well, that's something we can look at at the same time.
3: So Eddie McGuire speaking to Dwayne Russell earlier today. And the, why you need to get everybody played once, uh, obviously, is for the integrity of the competition so that if the worst possible possible case happened at least you would be able to say no no that that is a season that will stand because everybody's played each other at least once like we did last year so that is incredibly important given we don't know what's going to happen and and what's what lies ahead with the situations in those cities that parts of which are in lockdown at the moment. So the other idea there is hubs, and we'll talk about that a little later, but um, before we do, let's get the latest from South East Queensland. Michael Whiting does a cracking job with afl.com.au covering the Brisbane, the Lions, the Sydney teams as well. There's not much that he isn't across, and he's been good enough to jump on the line on a busy day. Fish, hello to you, mate. Hello, Sammy. You could say I'm late to... Use my own name as a pun. You could say I'm floundering today. What's happening? <laughs> Beautifully done. <laughs> Hang on. Where's my boom tish? Oh, I don't have my boom tish on the on the button bar anymore. It would have been perfect for us. So, mate, talk us through how today unfolded. And and I know there was a bit of drama even getting the teams away. So, take us through it.
2: Yeah, I'll try and be succinct here, mate. Um, both clubs, I guess, were told yesterday that it, there was a chance this could happen. Be prepared. Uh, Brisbane rocked up to the Gabba this morning and were pretty quickly told to turn around and go and pack their bags and likewise for the Suns they were told to pack their bags and that they'd both be on a charter flight together leaving Brisbane this afternoon so both clubs got their stuff together and headed to Brisbane Airport bit more of a mission for the suns obviously having to travel an hour or so um, but that wasn't the end of the drama <laughs> they were expected to take off about 2 or 2:30 on a charter flight. I think the um, the shortest way I can sum it up is there was a bit of an issue with the the luggage for the suns. There's some different protocols on charter flights than for uh, commercial domestic flights. And they've turned up to the airport and had to... uh, There's there's been an issue with their luggage. They've had to turn around and take it back to a depot. And the the end result was a couple of hours waiting at Brisbane Airport. They took off just before 5 o'clock local time. So they'd be in the air as we're talking at the moment. So it's been a long day and plenty of twists and turns that we've all become used to in the last 12 to 18 months.
3: So, th- how you would have spoken to people at both clubs, I would have thought Fish, what's the mood like and how they how they receive the news?
2: Yeah, I think they're both fine. Um, I, I think last year when these little problems arose, clubs would tell you that they were fine, but you had a sense that underneath it was a little bit disconcerting, but I don't think that's the case this year. Like, they they're genuinely fine with it and I think um, people can read the tea leaves a little bit now and um, Brisbane and Southeast Queensland, Queensland, lots of Queensland's gone into a lockdown today a three day lockdown and I think once we see cases popping up like there was on Sunday and Monday you hope it doesn't get to this stage but now I think we're almost accustomed to the fact that AFL teams will get out when there's a problem arising in their home state so They're aware of it. They've packed. They don't know how long they're going to be, obviously, hoping it'll only be four or five days for each club, but prepared for it to be a number of weeks.
3: So how do they prepare? Uh, Speaking to Michael Whiting from afl.com.au, how do they prepare and what goes into getting on the road with short notice? Um, I suppose (laughs) it's very hard to predict what you're going to need and when you're going to need it. So how do they make these decisions? Yeah, it is... um, well, I, I, Brisbane had a little bit of practice. They've uh, they were caught on the hop earlier in the season.
2: Obviously, they went down to play Geelong for uh, in round two. We we're expecting to be there for a couple of days, and we're there for a couple of weeks. So nothing's a, a shock now. They'll uh, pack uh, accordingly. I think they've got enough um, uh, players and emergence, so they'll have enough for a team emergency. I think Brisbane's going with around thirty players. Uh, not sure on the, the number that the sun settled on, but they'll they've um, that's obviously enough to to last a couple of games if need be and, and I'm sure if the problems arise um, if they have to stay away a little longer other players can hopefully um, be, be brought into Melbourne but yeah, there's not a lot of extra prep you can do, Sammy
3: so, what about in terms of the Gold Coast? I mean, this home game for them on a Thursday night—it was prime time. Um, it, it's against a massive club, the biggest club at the moment in the AFL. So, you would have thought that would have been their biggest drawing game for the year. And we know that their crowds have been pretty low, given, uh, unfortunately, the, the, the form that they've been in of, of recent times. So, is there concern uh, amongst the Gold Coast on a secondary level about well, how do we make up this game um, from a from a takings point of view? Has there been anything put in place about how they get this game back?
2: Yeah, not sure how they'll get it back, Sam. I guess as we've seen, like with things changing so quickly, we don't know whether they'll get a game uh, at the back end of the season back there. way it's hard to do when you're this far into the season. Earlier in the year, um, I'm sure I'm sure all the listeners will remember the the Brisbane Collingwood game was meant to be at the Gabba. Um, that was flipped to Marvel Stadium. But that's because those two teams played each other twice. That was quite an easy flip. Same thing happened with Brisbane and Fremantle. There's a flip of games because they played each other twice. That's not really the case from now on. So I'm not sure whether the Suns will get a home game with their way at the end of the season. That might be a little too tricky. But, yeah, it's definitely disappointing. Richmond have got a uh, they've got a huge supporter base up here. Um, we saw that last year when they had to spend... 14 weeks in southeast Queensland and all the games at the Gabba and Metricon. There's a ton of Richmond fans up here, so um, they'll be disappointed, but I, I guess the Richmond fans in, in Melbourne, of which there's an army, they'll get an opportunity to see their team in extra time.
3: Fish, we've got a great question coming through off the text line from Jason, who's curious to know what this means for the under-17 and under-19 national championship games that he said were set to be played in Queensland this weekend. Have you got an update on that one without notice?
2: Sorry, Jason, can't help you there, mate. <laughs> that, that might be something to chase in the coming day or two. But, um, I mean, we're under lockdown until Friday night at a minimum. So um, uh, on a side note, the Gold Coast Marathon, which is a huge event in southeast Queensland, draws people from all over the country, has been cancelled. Um, so it's hard to see any sport going ahead this weekend.
3: Yeah, no, good. Uh, appreciate that update. And uh, were you running in that? You were you, you right into your running. You weren't participating in that, were you? I was going to punch out a little 10K. Oh, <laughs> got,
2: got a few mates doing a full and a half marathon that are quite disappointed, but you feel a bit selfish complaining about things like that.
3: <laughs> who would you... If Now, I know you know both these teams well. You know both the players well. You know, uh, like I do, Fish, that there is genuine rivalry between these two clubs. So who would you be hoping that uh, got to sit next to each other from the two teams uh, on the plane if they were mingling? Um... Garrett Lyons and Stewie Dew And <laughs> 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 And we'll throw in Dane Zorko and Took Miller, will we, as well? That'd that'd be a good second act, I reckon. Absolutely. <laughs> hey mate, thanks so much for the update, greatly appreciated. No worries, Sam, any time. Uh, Michael Whiting does a brilliant job with AFL.com.au. So everything's sort of happening on the fly at the minute. With the latest today, Travis Old confirming that the Gold Coast and Richmond game will happen Thursday night uh, at Marvel Stadium instead of Metricon Stadium. And Brisbane heading to Melbourne as well to then go on to Adelaide to take on the Crows uh, on Saturday afternoon. There's still no decision on where Fremantle and Carlton will be made as well. Uh, Dave's on the road. G'day, Dave. Hello. Dave, you're on air, my friend. Far away. Dave, are you there? All right, we'll rattle around and see if we can get Dave back. But just off the text, and I knew it wouldn't take long... Sam, what will Richmond fans do? Where will the 14,000 that turn up to games go? They won't get in with all the GC members getting first dibs on tickets. Uh, I'm imagining we're going to get a fair few gags coming through about Richmond having to go back to Marvel. But when they have to play over in the West, Damien Hardwick did assure us that they would play anyone anywhere anytime and just happy to be uh, playing football so i 'm sure there won 't be a repeat of last time that they uh, had to play that was more to do with the fact that it was a uh, a home game of theirs at Marble Stadium, though not that I agree with any of it. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was rubbish, but uh, this is not their home game, but one three hundred seven three six seven three six of course is the number you'll say on the news of the day so Gold Coast Richmond to Marble Stadium. Fremantle and Carlton, TBC, but has been taken away uh, from Optus Stadium and West Coast and Fremantle en route to Melbourne now. So will we see a Victorian hub and what would that mean? You can have your say on that, one 736 736 Plenty of other news uh, around as well. We'll take you through all of that uh, on Time On, SEN. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. You
4: can adjust that. I don't think that's a major concession, is it? What? Adjust the length of games on the run. Well, the whole season's being adjusted on the run. I mean, why would you? Why would you be sticking? Do you be comfortable about uh, the length of quarters? Really? Would you be comfortable after
3: sixteen rounds to then
4: cut the length of matches? If we got to the drastic situation, but it has bringing, to be pretty drastic. Hang on, we're also conceding that teams are not playing at home venues. We're probably not playing in front of crowds. We're probably not. We're not doing a lot of things. Are you worried about four minutes a quarter? Yeah, I think that's a that's that's an absolute last resort. I think when you've set the template on the season to change something as significant as that and take sixteen minutes at least off a game, but you can't you can't play th- six, changes You everything. can't play six games in four weeks if you're playing the full. That's my point. One hundred and thirty-five. That's minutes. my point. Hopefully, it doesn't. So wh- you change it. You just make that change, don't you?
3: David King and Sam Edmund filling in for Gary and Tim on SEN Breakfast, sen.com.au to hear the full show on the podcast. Uh, That was uh, their back and forth today about how you do get a footy frenzy underway given we've gone back to the full-length quarters and therefore playing half an hour more this year than we were last year on average. Eddie Maguire spoke about the possibility of hubs in Victoria uh, and a footy frenzy to make sure that we get the games away that are needed. Uh, And a couple of people asking off the text, why then wasn't this year's AFL fixture structured so that every team played the other 17 teams before they played another team a second time? And it's a really good question. Surely in today's climate of COVID life, that, uh, that is to ensure the integrity of the draw if the season needs to be reduced. It is a good question. Uh, 0433981116. Michael from Q asking, have we heard on crowd numbers yet? No, last week they were reporting that we could go back to 85% this week in uh, Victoria, but the age is saying that's now in doubt. So uh, a final decision on that would hopefully be coming uh, in the next 24 to 48 hours. If you're just joining us, um, Perth teams, West Coast and Fremantle and the Queensland teams, Brisbane and the Gold Coast have uh, quickly been put on charter flights today to get to Melbourne in order to get their games underway. Way as COVID situations take a turn for the worst in their capital cities and in parts of southeast Queensland that are now on lockdown, so too in Sydney and Northern Territory uh, and parts of Perth uh, and WA as well. So the Gold Coast and Richmond game will be played Thursday night at Marvel Stadium, TBC, on the Fremantle and Carlton game. All they know is that that won't be played at Optus and will either be played. Um, in at gmhba stadium or in tassie tassie was flagged by trevor old in his press conference about an hour ago off the text sam i'd love to see a vic hub would love to go and see some really good games of teams we don't get to see much as a neutral support a port in melbourne next week is now huge if played in melbourne adelaide still open for business so i don't know if that would happen even sydney v dockers in round 19 would be massive for the makeup of the eight um Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Dave's in Richmond. Have we got you back there, Dave?
0: Yeah, yeah. How are you going? Good. It's mate. really sad for the uh, the Gold Coast Suns losing one of the big home games. But I think uh, if they if they're sensible, to the AFL they would have probably offered to play this at the G and let Richmond members in and pay a, a smaller fee and all that goes to the Gold Coast. But considering what we were discussing that happened at our home game against GWS, you saw how many turned up. If they're going to try and sting Richmond members for a heap of cash again to go watch what really is an away game, how many are going to turn up? And that's not good for the Gold Coast, really, in their revenue.
3: No, so you just hope that people put all that aside. And if you can go, you do go. I understand when people can't go for whatever reason there is. But... um the game is now in Melbourne, so it's an extra game that you get that you can go and see that you weren't going to be able to. And uh, we've been told, we, we, kept, we kept hearing it how footy-starved we were last year, but the crowds don't sort of reflect that this year and understand there's perfectly reasonable... Uh, excuses for people not to be able to go. But I still think even taking those into consideration, the crowd's been pretty disappointing this year, Dave. So hopefully we get a decent turnout for that game. And I think it's really, there's obviously deals in place with how many games do and don't get played at the MCG. And when you own your own stadium, well, it gives you an out for when things like this happen, because you can do whatever you want with it. And that's what they're able to do with Marvel, mate.
0: Do you think they should let Richard members come in at discount as a result of this? Because we had a game go to uh, the Giants Stadium, didn't we? And uh, yeah, should prices be half price? Tickets be half price so we can just. Uh, uh, get as many as we can in and help out the Gold
3: Coast. Anything we can do to get more people there, I think you're 100% right, Dave. I've got no drama with that at all. If if cost is the uh, is what's prohibiting people this year above all things, then why not make it a, a bit cheaper to get as many people there as we possibly can? Uh, Jim's in Oakley. G'day, Jim. Uh,
1: good evening. How are you?
3: Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh,
1: yeah, I just wanted to. I'm just coming through, dodging through the highway and, you know, going past the prize cars. And, you know, in the Datsun, I don't want to say about one of the toughest Datsun 120 Bs out there, Levi Greenwood. Very sad day to know the man's no longer in the black and white. And for his time, at the Kangaroos, too, great servant of the game. And uh, he'll, he'll make sure that Joel Sowen he can go to bed uh, with the uh, light switched off because no more Levi to torment him. And I reckon he probably uh, took a few tattoos off Dustin Martin's neck on a few occasions, especially that 2018 uh, preliminary final. He's a, he's a proud man. Levi Greenwood uh, yeah. will very much miss him out there playing for the black and white.
3: Uh, well done Jim. Good call. I reckon uh, that you, that sentiment would be echoed by all Collingwood fans and and passive fans as well. you know people that don 't barrack for for Collingwood or North would have respected how Levi Greenwood went about it um, an all or nothing kind of guy uh, got the absolute most out of himself and sadly a career cut short by um, what is the the biggest issue confronting the game right now, and that is concussion and the effects thereof and he got the advice uh, from multiple uh, people that he went and sought out. Uh, and decided that it was in his best interest and his family's interest that he no longer put himself uh, at that kind of risk for the concussions that he has suffered, and we just wish him all the best and, and, and all happiness in retirement. And he certainly did take some big names down along the way performing that, that role that he did. Uh, so nice words uh, that we absolutely echo the sentiment of. Uh, Josh is in Good G'day, Josh.
5: Yeah, Sammy, just um, my major point, I'll put it safe for the end, but just two quick points. Um, in terms of the flight from um, WA, I hope to see uh, Andy Brayshaw and um, Gaff together on next to each other. Um, I don't want to hear anyone from interstate complain about the hubs because all Victorian teams had to do it last year. But my major point is Gold Coast will be used to this game against Richmond because um, didn't Hardwick say Richmond fans don't travel to had anyway, so... It'll be about what the, what the Gold Coast get at their stadium.
3: Uh, Josh, just kicking them while they're down or up in the sky, uh, so they probably won't hear that. But uh, thank you for the call. Greatly appreciated. And I don't think any of the interstate teams will whinge. It's not ideal, obviously, at any point, but they would be fully cognizant and aware of of what the Victorian teams had to do, probably above what they themselves had to last year, and I don't think you'll get anybody complaining. Um, Jono in Sunshine. day, Jono. Good uh, How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I think we're being
6: a bit optimistic about the crowds going 85,000 and, and more on July the first. Given that this is the this is around Australia now, uh, we're being a bit um, I don't know. We're being a bit delusional about the fact that it might come to Victoria, even though we're going to bring the teams here. Uh, I just think we need to be a bit cautious on what we want and what we think we're going to get because uh, this is Australia-wide, this thing. It's not mm. just one state or two states. It's, it's all over the country now. And, you know, as much as they went to the hubs last year and all that sort of stuff, this is different. And the one thing I really, really want to say, I just hope there's no players that complain about having to go to hubs after last year because they're professional sportsmen i know they've got families but uh, i think it is it's a time now that they get to ply their uh, their uh, trade uh, under difficult circumstances where other people don't get to ply their trades under these circumstances and um, i hope they can accept the uh, the difficulties that they need to go through as the rest of the country is going through uh
3: yeah john i don't th- yeah i I understand what you're saying. I think we're really quick to tell players just to put up and shut up. Um, And we tend to say that you shouldn't have any feelings and emotions that that everybody else has because of the fact that you're footy players. Um, I, I think that, you know, so there's families at the moment that, so as Brisbane Lions and the Gold Coast got to work today, they were told, go home, pack a bag, we're out of here. So they were given notice the day before that it could happen. So they've got they've had 24 hours to sort of make plans. So to their partners, well, is there someone that can help out? Who does the school? They, they, we, we seem to think that when footy players aren't footy players, that they live some kind of life that is unattainable to any other human being in the history of the world. Um, but they have the same responsibilities. Yes, they get paid more than the average person but they still have lives that, that mean that they need to be there, some of them, for families, uh, for, for, for kids in school, for partners who work as well. And, and the assumption that, oh, don't, you know, just be fine with it, I, I don't think that rings true and I actually don't think that's fair. Um, but I, I appreciate the call nonetheless. one 736 736 I don't think they are complaining. I haven't heard one of them complain. Maybe we'll wait until they do to, to have that conversation. I think that's a bit premature. At the moment, they're doing everything that's being asked of them. Uh, and absolutely, there are people who have lost their jobs and more through COVID. Uh, and our hearts are always with, the, with, with people who have and are doing it tough. Um, but I, I still don't fall into the, well, you, just because you get to play footy, you should just put up, shut up and everything should be fine. And I don't want to hear another whinge out of you. These are still human beings at the end of the day. They just can kick a footy better than you and I can. one 300 736 736 433 Ryan Daniels from Channel 7 in the West will join us next just to give us an update on how things unfolded today and what the response and reaction has been over in WA and uh, what they're predicting will need to happen for Perth uh, for West Coast and Fremantle in the coming weeks. So that's next. Time on you'll say on the news of the day. You can text in 0433 98 11 16 on the Temper text. Temper a mattress like no other. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, welcome back to Time On. 1300 736 736 is the number. Uh, Ryan Daniels standing by. Uh, get your text in 0433 98 11 16. Uh, Collingwood have confirmed their subcommittee uh, to appoint their next AFL senior coach. So 2010 Premiership player Luke Ball is going to join the subcommittee as the fifth member to join CEO Mark Anderson, GM of footy Graham Wright, footy director Paul Lecuria and board member Peter Murphy on that subcommittee. So uh, obviously all the platitudes that then come about uh, Luke Ball's career and what he brings to the table, but that is the five-man team that are charged with finding Collingwood's next coach, uh, so Luke Ball joins Mark Anderson, Graham Wright, Paul Lecuria, and Peter Murphy. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Big story of the day, of course, is the four teams now. En route, if they're not already here, the Lions and the Suns we expect have landed. Uh, eagles and Dockers in transit at the minute. After being told, pack your bags, get out of Dodge, you're all coming to Melbourne as COVID situations get worse in southeast Queensland and uh, in and around Perth. Ryan Daniels from Channel 7 News in Perth, the sports reporter extraordinaire that he is, has been good enough to jump on the line with us. Ryan, hello to you, mate. G'day, Sam. How are you going? I'm really well. Uh, how are things uh, over in the west? It's been a big day. Yeah, it has been, mate. Um, In general,
5: uh, it's sort of we're in that wait-and-see stage. We've had a couple of cases. We've had none today. Um, But there's sort of a mini sort of threat um, Uh to the north of Perth in the Joondalup area. So everyone's just keeping uh, tabs on that. And it's caused a bit of chaos. So we're in a four-day lockdown. Essentially, they'll get to Friday midnight and decide whether it needs to be extended or not. So that's why it's caused a bit of havoc for our team. So uh, West Coast, we're going to fly to Geelong and play the Swans on Sunday. And they were going to leave on Friday, um, but they've jumped on a charter flight today. They're, they're, as you said, they're in the air right now. They left about an hour and a half ago. And they're sharing that plane with the Fremantle Dockers who were supposed to play Carlton here on Saturday night. Uh, Last night up to about 7.30 at night, they thought that's what was going to happen. They were adamant they wouldn't lose that home game. And then obviously things changed. There was a press conference last night from the WA Premier, Mark McGowan, putting us into lockdown, uh, and that changed everything. So they've had to pivot again, as so many teams have had to do, on the run, uh, and they're on their way to Geelong now.
3: So you were to touch base with the teams today. What are their expectations about the, the coming days? Are they, Have they packed for days, weeks, or what? Yeah,
5: so West Coast, basically their players and staff were told, look, we're, we're, we're hoping and thinking that this will be just one week that that lockdown will be lifted on Saturday and that's that's what their, their best expectation would be. Um, but they also were told to be ready to be away for up to a month, which is, as we know, with the, the, the avoidance of hubs and the AFL Players Association, very keen to avoid that. But that sort of three, four week is the maximum time any club's going to be away from home. So they're, they're prepared that there's a possibility that that could happen. They've basically taken their entire squad bar a couple of players, um, but they're hoping and expecting that they can fly home from Geelong on Sunday afternoon. It's a bit different for Fremantle because, uh, as we heard with Travis All, they're still deciding where their game's going to be. It could be Tassie in Launceston or it could be in Geelong. Um, So they're just flipping between those two. I think it might be in Tassie. It's heading that way. Uh, And their game after that is against Hawthorne the following week, also in Tassie. So it does make a bit of sense Mm. for for Fremantle to just stay on that side of the country, um, play their two games, and then hopefully come back after that. So, I mean, it's all up in the air. It really does depend on our lockdown here situation, the number of cases... Best-case scenario, it's a, it's a sort of one-and-done for the Eagles and, and two-and-done
3: for Frio. Worst case, they're away for three or four weeks. A Frio resign now, Ryan, to the fact that that's a home game they don't get back earlier in the season. I was talking to Michael Whiting from AFL.com.au about this for the Suns and Richmond. It's all well and good when you've got a return trip against a team and you can just swap them over, but that doesn't exist now for Fremantle. They don't have Carlton again, uh, So, and I don't know if there's going to be another team that's going to be willing to give up their home game. So they just Do they just realise that that's now... Never, not going to happen and move on?
5: Yeah, well, that, that, you hit it on nail on the head. When this stuff happens earlier in the season, it's easier. Uh, and there was that sort of game between Brisbane and Fremantle that ended up, they swapped a the game. And yep. it happened with a couple of other teams. But the later we get, the less chance you're going to have that you've got to double up. So now it's basically you've just got to cop it. And when the Dockers lose a home game here, they lose about 750 grand. Um, so it's a massive hit to the bottom line, and they're not a club that. I mean, West Coast have a heap of money in the bank. Fremantle aren't exactly poor, but they're not in that same situation where you know they can afford to, to hemorrhage money. West Coast lose about a million bucks. Um, they lost that on Sunday when the the Dogs game was was had fans locked out at the last minute and they lost it again for the Derby about sort of six or seven or eight weeks ago. Um, same thing happened a couple of hours before um, into a lockdown and fans banned as well. So the, the cost for these clubs is massive. They've already copped a fairly big hit.
3: Obviously, they'd be cognizant of what happened last year. So we probably won't really get any grumblings from either, either team, will we, Ryan? <laughs> no, I think that was the thing that
5: uh, West Coast in particular, learned their lesson last year. They were the first to hub along with Fremantle over in Gold Coast and they didn't really handle it well. They were poor off the field and they were poor on the field and they sort of gained a bit of a reputation as whingers. Everything they've said since then has been a complete change of tone. It's been, no, we will do whatever it takes. We're on board. We're positive. And that's important because you know, the head of the snake is whinging or if a couple of senior players are whinging, it can almost give people an excuse. And, and I think they've approached it better this time. They'll just do whatever they have to do. Um, they'll approach it with a um, sort of their under siege mentality and and make the best of it, which is far better than what they did at the start of last season, which I think really cost them more than they even uh, realised at the
3: time. Speaking of Ryan Daniels, Channel 7 sports reporter over in Perth, what's the response been to the... Uh, abysmal performance at West Coast put up uh, on the weekend against the Dogs. And in contrast to that, uh, I think Fremantle would be uh, pretty happy with the response they'd be getting after a good win against Collingwood undermanned as they were. But I'm sure the knives are out for the Eagles after that that game.
5: Yeah, that's right, Sam. And I think the problem, the biggest problem was after the Richmond game, it really did feel like they'd turned a bit of a corner. You know, That was a great game of footy. They won it under pressure. Uh, the Stars are starting to come back. Luke Shuey and Elliot Yo and Jeremy McGovern and Tim Kelly. These guys all coming back from injury. So the expectation was very high. Now, the Dogs are a really good side. They do play pretty well over here. But I think it's it's more the way the game played out. You know, that 55-point margin was actually pretty flattering. The Dogs missed a lot of shots on goal. So it could have easily been further than, you know, 75, 80 points mm-hmm. if it got away from them. It was a really poor performance. So they are copying it. And I think they're sort of copying that. They're a bit of a tease. They're a bit of a um, – uh, not, not the flat-track bullies because that, that's a thing of the past. More that's just they don't have that next level to go to consistently um, and in latent games that they can tend to fall away. So it's a real concern. And at the age profile of their list, um, you'd be a little bit worried for what, what's to come in the next couple of years. In a, they're, internally, they're pretty confident they've got some good young talent, but they haven't picked at the high end of the draft for a very long time. They, they sold a lot to get Tim Kelly. Um, So it it, it could be a slow grind back up the ladder for West Coast if this is their last crack at it.
3: Ryan, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for giving us an update. Uh, Good luck with what's to come. And uh, I know that you won't get to take any time off, despite the fact that both teams are out of town. (laughs) But uh, thanks for keeping us up to date. No worries, Sam. Thanks. Enjoy all the footy over there in uh, the next few weeks. Uh, Nicely done. From 7 News, Perth, their sports reporter extraordinaire, Ryan Daniels. Uh, great to have that contribution. 433 9811 eleven sixteen temper text, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I want to get your thoughts on this, and I've been thinking about this all day, that the, the idea that there could be a hub situation happening in Victoria after uh, it was the Victorian teams that had to clean out for most of the year, more than any other clubs around the place, and that's not a woe is us. That was just the reality of it. So what would a Victorian hub or Melbourne hub look like? And... You know, with Brisbane coming down here, could they get some training runs in at Brunswick Street Oval to reconnect with the Fitzroy fan base? You know, what can teams do to, to make something out of nothing here that are, that are coming to town? And I suppose the onus would be on crowds to turn up if, if we're getting extra games here that we weren't normally going to get, to get around and sort of make up for the footy that you might have missed out on last year. And I don't know how crowds haven't been great this year. For some reason, crowds have been really down in Melbourne, but everywhere else, uh, they've been booming. Uh, Richmond getting the best attendances of the Victorian-based teams at the moment, as they tend to do. But we haven't really turned up this year for some very valid reasons and some not so much. The other thing I'd love to see, though, is if we are going to have teams here. And we hope we don't for the long term. But if we had to, and if teams were here for a little while, I'd love to see us take this show on the road. Let's get around regional Victoria. It wasn't long ago that and we went from we went from bushfires last year into COVID and I know that people haven't forgotten that but uh, wouldn't it be great to take some games to regional areas that not only starved of tourism but but also just some AFL they didn't get the community camps over the last couple of years so could we get let's go up the Bendigo and play some games at the QEO let's take games on the road and get around regional Victoria and uh, this is just wishful thinking I mean If we have to, it's wishful thinking that we don't have to do this at all because that would mean that the COVID situation is getting worse in those other states. So I'm not talking about what I'd like to see happen. I'm talking about what we could do if we have to. 1300 736 736 0433 To take your calls, you'll say on the news of the day, and I'll work your way through your text. Damien Hardwick spoken today. I'll play you some grabs from that press conference up next. Time on SEN.
7: You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Yeah,
3: let's be
7: careful the term of experts, but anyway. I um, oh look, people are entitled to their opinion. You know, they're newsmakers, that's what they do. They're, they're after. After big headlines, and you know we've been in this situation before. It does feel a little bit different, though, with the, you know, the, the amount of personnel going in and out. We're not playing well. We understand that. So we've got some work to do in a lot of areas. But um, we've this group have responded before, and I'm pretty sure they'll respond again.
3: Richmond coach Damien Hardwick at his press today. I love feisty Damien Hardwick. He, it's the best Damien Hardwick, I reckon. It's always great listening, and that's in his response. That's his response to people in the media writing off Richmond's uh, premiership hopes this year. Beware of the term "experts." <laughs> he doesn't miss, does he? I find it very humorous. He spoke too about the challenges of the COVID reality that we face. Yeah, it is. Look, the the COVID times has
7: probably taken away what we sort of look like as a as a footy club in way. Not only from our um, you know playing personnel, but from our, our well you know a club point of view as well. We're, we're separate and. Things have haven't been quite the same, but I think what's happened is our you know our playing personnel have been a bit transient. You know, this players been coming in and out, moving accordingly, position wise. We had to cover a few gaps along the way. So we're just not having played together for a period of time. Um, we sort of were hoping that would start to come back together, but obviously the loss of a couple of players and you know Dion unfortunately won't play either on the weekend. He's pulled up a bit tight from um, a hamstring injury, which we just haven't seemed to keep moving from side to side. He's another guy that won't play this week. So the Challenges there for us. We've just got to make sure we consistently get as better side, best side as we can on the park and play as well as we can.
3: Damien Hardwick, uh, so they sit just hanging on to 8th position by percentage at the moment. Richmond, he went on to speak about that they're not playing their way, they're not scoring from turnover and they need to consistently drive standards to improve. The off. Also flagged Ben Miller as a potential debutant this week and that Tom Lynch was a strong possibility of playing as well. Paul's in Eltham. G'day Paul.
0: Sam, how are you, mate? I oh, really hey, well. have been wanting to get on I wanted to get on for a bit, and I wanted to get on to you in the day, but I'm going to get on now. I'm going to tell you now why people aren't going to go back to the football again, all right? This happened to me on Sunday. So I'm an AFL member. I've been paying my AFL membership for the last two years. They gave me a bit of a discount because I couldn't go last year. I go to the football, and I take my son, but I've got an older son and my grandkids, okay? So there's four of us. As an AFL member, I could have taken my younger son in, right? But I can't take my as a guest my other son, right? Now I didn't mind I didn't mind him. He didn't mind paying and and whatever. But I couldn't take my other son in as a guest. But we could have been seated ten feet away to each other on that little boundary between AFL and and and. But I could not sit with my own grandkids. That's number one. Number two, they were charging for a one-year-old, a baby, 20 bucks, 20 bucks to go in and take your child into the footy. And that that is ridiculous. Mm. uh, Now, on top of that, See, and a whole bunch of guys have backed this up. See if you can talk to anybody, a actual person from the AFL or Ticketek, to try and sort this yeah, out. Yeah, Paul, they I haven't I, they, <laughs> they
3: haven't responded. To, there's Jared has been trying to get, uh, and I know Dwayne has as well. I think all the shows have been trying really hard to get someone on to speak about this, and those requests have all been politely declined, mate. And uh, thank you for sharing your story and your frustrations. That does sound really rough to charge a one-year-old for coming in. So. Um, yeah, it it has it, it seemed that in Victoria, especially, in around Melbourne, uh, people have just been met with more and more roadblocks. And I'm not sure if in the interstate markets they're not met, being met with the same, but they seem to have much bigger crowds than us, and why, why is that? Um, Paul's giving us an example uh, as to one of the, what one of the reasons might be, and I'm sorry that you had that bad experience, Paul. Mark's in queue. G'day, Mark. Yeah, fingers crossed, fellas, that it doesn't go
1: pear-shaped. I mean, it's great right in a way it's going to be a a football festival here, here in Victoria because we'll be using MCG, Metricon, uh, sorry, um, Mar- Marvel, yep. Geelong and Ballarat. Um, I'm an old South Melbourne supporter from way back and I just I just find it a little bit astounding that Gold Coast get to host a game in Melbourne uh, this week and last week, Diego uh hosted a game at the MCG. Both of them have zero support in Melbourne. And we've got a top eight clash this weekend between the Swans and the Eagles. A top eight clash. And uh, you've got 17,500 members of the Swans are actually South Melbourne people here in Melbourne. And uh, I know it's a, a little bit of a winch, but we all have to travel down to Geelong yeah. for a top eight clash between the Swans and the Eagles on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean... I-
3: so Mark, sorry, I've just got to get to Brad uh, as we finish up, but I think they're mutually exclusive, but I hear your frustration. I don't think the Suns and the Giants got anything to do with it. They just had to play those games where they could, but I certainly hear I would have loved to have seen that Sydney game get played up here for the old South Melbourne fans, mate. Thank you. Uh, Brad and Bendigo to finish us off. Yeah, just a quick point, mate. Uh, the country people aren't coming because the floating fixture,
5: is
0: just too hard to get to the footy.
3: Yeah, um, That's come through a few times, Brad. I appreciate you hanging on to to give us that. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we've got the global game coming up now, so I'll be back after eight to continue to take your calls. Uh, In the meantime, Simon Hill is up next with the global game on SEN. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au.
7: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.